Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome in, welcome in. Guess what time it is? That's right, it's porch time and I, I miss McKinney. Thank you all so much for continuing to support. Thank you all for continuing to listen. Um, thank you all for continuing to reach out with the words of encouragement. It has been a blast. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you for sharing in this journey with me and hope that you will continue. I want to thank each and every one of our sponsors for reaching out. The overwhelming response has been awesome. And I appreciate each and every one of you and hope that you enjoy your time on the porch. If you are interested in being one of these exciting individuals telling the world who you are from the porch, then please reach out to us at missporch2020 gmail at gmail.com um, to set up your interview slash episode today. And maybe you're not the type of individual who wants to sit down on the porch, although it is virtual. Um, maybe you just want us to mention you or your business on a couple of podcasts, um, on a couple of sister podcasts, sister brother podcasts um, that are working with me. If you're interested in that also, um, please return or please email us at missporch2020 at gmail.com. That's missporch2020 at gmail.com. Dot com. So we continue to have exciting individuals here on the porch. If you've not been listening, you've been missing a treat. Um, I encourage you to run on out to Spotify and follow us on um, Porch Time with Miss McKinney. There are actually two. There's one with green plants and there's another one with a purple swing, but either way you will find me. You can also continue to follow us on social media, um, which is where each and every one of them are posted quite regularly. Not only on Miss uh, Porch Time with Miss McKinney on Facebook, Porch Time with Miss McKinney on Instagram. And although we've been lax, we do have a Porch Time with Miss McKinney um, Twitter. So please run on out and follow us um, so that you can catch up um, and of course be updated on any of the upcoming things we've got going on on the porch tonight. Tonight is no different. You are still going to hear meet, um, one of the most exciting individuals, inspiring individuals that I've come across since I've been doing, um, this podcast started in July. Um, Steven stays clean. So I met him on Instagram and without telling you too much, because of course I want you to continue to listen and stay tuned in. He is an individual who had an addiction to alcohol that he overcame um, after receiving some news that could have been news that would make you shut down for the rest of your days. But instead, he is a trooper. He is a survivor and he's also becoming a teacher um, to individuals to help you through um, should you ever receive this type of news or basically just to help you get through the whole addiction sobriety process. Um, he is available for us on Instagram as well as Facebook, um, but he'll tell us all about that in the episode. So please stay tuned and meet Steven Stays Clean. Hey now, hey now, hey now. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you for coming on the porch. How's your day been? Oh, my day's been hectic. I'm I'm glad to uh, to finally get to unwind and do this. Good, yeah. good, yeah. and again, very.
very glad to have you on the porch. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, first of all, I'm glad to be here. I, I wish we could be um, actually on the porch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my name is uh, Steven, first of all, for anybody who's listening. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, back when I used to drink, back in my drinking days, my um, brother-in-law used to come over here and we would always go out to the porch, <laughs> drink and turn on the music. And then I remember one time he said, man, you're the only porch person that I know. <laughs> and whenever I think of porch time with Miss McKinney, I always think about, I remember my brother-in-law called me a porch person because, you know, instead of coming in the house and hanging out, we would always just hang out on the porch. So um, see, it was absolutely meant to be. You are. It was meant to be. Yeah. I, I love hanging out on porches. <laughs> awesome. 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 So um, everyone knows it's been listening. This is the I am series. So everyone gets to tell um, who they are from the porch and when I asked you what your I am was, um, tell us what you said. I said, I am a walking miracle. Mm. I mean, um, you know, uh, for all of us, I think I am um, what I learned through uh, meditation and things like that. I, I am uh, means a whole lot. Um, so I am a lot of things, but <laughs> for the most part, I am a walking miracle. Um, and I say that because I know you know my story, part of my story. Um, but I would but love to hear it again, please. Almost, uh, you know, back in 2015 and into 2016, I uh, was near death. Uh, basically, what I was doing was I was uh, drinking myself to death. Um, not on purpose, not on um Obviously, well, I say obviously, but it's you know some some people decide to go go down that road. Um, I was 32 years old. I thought I had, um, you know, a lot a, a lot more years to go, and I was drinking every day. But I was also going to work every day. I was also taking my son to t-ball games, doing homework with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was getting sick. I started, uh, I'm, I'm only five, five, six, and I weighed about 310 pounds. So my health in general was just really bad. And uh, it got to the point where I couldn't really even get out of bed. I had no energy. I, um, uh, I was full of fluid. I didn't really know what was going on, but my stomach looked like, you know, like I had swallowed some bowling balls. Mm. And so I went to the doctor. I knew I, I knew they were going to say, oh, it's because you're drinking too much. You need to stop drinking. I didn't know they were going to tell me that I had uh, in-stage liver disease, uh, stage four cirrhosis of the liver. And wow. a doctor literally told me that I was the walking dead because that when I walked into the hospital, he said, you know, they, they do the blood work and everything. He said, I don't know how you walked in here. I don't know how you're walking. This is usually numbers so elevated that we see on someone that, you know, had to come in here on, on, on a stretcher or something. Um, and yeah, they, and they really told me when I was in the hospital, then, you know, you're only 32 years old. You're obese. You're, 
drinking like this, you're, you're probably, you're not going to stop. I remember a doctor told me you're not going to stop. And he said, you know, if you even get to leave this hospital, uh, you'll probably be dead or be back here in three to six months. Wow. And it's been how long since? It's been um, a little over four and a half years. So that was May of 2016. So here we are in, you know, about to start 2021. And I, you know, through my higher power and through uh, connections that I've made and support, I haven't drank again. I've lost, uh, I lost about 150 pounds. Might have gained some of it back during COVID, but I would like to think that's all muscle. That I <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just a totally different, totally different lifestyle. You know, I, I really feel like when a lot of people um, get sober, they say that what it takes to actually not just, stop drinking but to recover is to have a spiritual wake awakening and and I really believe that I had a spiritual awakening and that's what uh, I have to think for my life today and that's very apparent if they if medical professionals told you they didn't even think you'd make it six months and here we are five years later four to five years later you know doing well and doing some good things um, that we're going to talk about here in a minute, but um, you obviously still have purpose. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, I, I believe so. Um, Alrighty. So what was that? I got you moment. Was it when he told you he thought you weren't, because I think for me, that's what would have been the moment when you told me you thought I couldn't do something, you know, to make myself better or to be healthy or whatever. Um, so what was the moment for you that was like, all right, I'm, I'm getting it together. It, it definitely was that. I always think about that. <laughs> I, I remember my wife wasn't in there. My sister-in-law was in the room with me and I had two, two doctors and I felt like they played the good cop, bad cop role. Okay. You know, like one of them, she would come in there and she would be like, you know, you're young, you know, this, you, you have this disease, but if you can get, get this together, maybe you can, you know, start start healing. Uh, we're going to have someone from AA come here and talk to you. And I'd be like, okay, okay, this feels good. And then there was this other male doctor who would, mm -hmm. who would say, nah, uh, we, we see people all the time who come in, who come in here. And, and if, if you're drinking this much at 32, you're not going to slow down. You already have two kids. You already, you know, you're not going to stop. And sometimes I, I, I wonder like, was he playing mind games on me? Was he playing <laughs> reverse psychology? But <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Do you feel like they did it out of care? Because after you describe it, now it sounds like it, it might have been out of, um, you know, some concern motivating you from trying to motivate you through the anger. I, 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 I don't know what it was. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know what it was because I've had another one of uh, my doctors who I see on a regular basis say no 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 that's that's for real that's what that's what the uh, uh liver doctors in the hospital see he he didn't he 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 wasn't playing mind games with you he was just laying down the facts of of what he sees um uh, all the time because they see people come in there and and um for myself you know I'm very open with my story on Instagram so I have people reach out to me with 
who have liver disease. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of people be able to turn it around. But I've also seen people who, you know, they'll reach out to me and say, uh, you know, my my uncle or my dad or my mother, you know, they they've been diagnosed and I just can't get them to, to stop drinking. And I follow up with people and I, I just know I, a lot of times I can see it coming. And in a few months, you know, they've they've passed away oh. because the, the thing with cirrhosis, um, you can you can manage it. it people think that it's like a, a death sentence when, once you get once you get it because they say it's not reversible. But there's a lot of things that doctors say are not reversible that you can manage. But it it is a death sentence if you're not willing to make some changes, you know, because mm -hmm. it'll hit you fast. If you're already to the point where you're in a hospital bed, it's already past the early stages. You know, so that's like the same thing. If, if, if you have a have a heart attack and you end up in the hospital, you can make some lifestyle changes and you might go, wow, OK, well, here I am back healthy again. Or you right. can keep doing the same thing you always done and even maybe even faster than, you know, heart failure or something like that. If you don't slow down, make some changes, you know, it, it's only going to, it's only going to progress. It's a very progressive illness. So um, I don't know what that doctor was doing, what those doctors were doing. If they mm -hmm. had meetings and they said, Hey, we're going to hit them like this. We're going to, or, but I do think that, that, um, that I'll show you, kind of motivation uh, whether he was trying to do Jedi mind tricks on me or if that's just what happened it really stuck with me good I'm glad and it would have stuck with me too as well yeah and I think I use the same type of motivation in like raising my son you know the harsh stuff where you can either do this or you know do that hoping you know to motivate through the oh wow type of comment so I, I it would have stuck with me as well and have you ever thought about going back to find and find him and be like, "Hey, here I am." <laughs> oh, I thought, I've thought about going back because that was in. Um, I'm in. I feel like you're in the same area, but I'm not sure. I'm. I'm in. I'm in the Dallas, Texas area. Mm -hmm, I'm very close. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm. Um, so that was at Baylor Irving, um, which just was the closest hospital to my house when I was like rushing to the emergency room. And I felt like before I've I felt like going back there to thank those uh, to say thank you to the doctors and nurses for, you know, taking care of me and saving my life, um, basically, even though I never saw them again. But, yeah, I, I would I would have liked to. I, I should have done it <laughs> six months later, not four, four years later. He'll be like, who are you? You know, but I should have. <laughs> well, no, it's even more dramatic now that it's four years later. And listen to how sweet you are. You're all like, no, I want to go back and thank them. I was all like, I want to bust up in the door and say, hey, <laughs> you told me I'd be dead six months, in six months. Here I am four years later. What? That's what I was talking about. Nah, yeah, nah. I, I, would, I would come from a, from a place of love. Um, <laughs> that would be my place of love. <laughs> yeah, just boom. But um, yeah, I've had, I've had my own doctors who were like my regular doctor, but I was... I was making so many changes so fast because once I, once I left the hospital, I would say after about a week or two, I went like full all in, like 
just like the same way that I went with my addiction where you would go, man, you know, you only started drinking when you were 20. And by the time you're 32, you're dying from drinking. I went the same, same way with my health. I went like all in, like all day, every day. I'm just learning how to get healthier, how to get stronger, how to heal, what to do, what to. So I would see my doctors and three months later, they would act like they never, they never met me. And I'm like, you're my doctor. I've been meeting with you every month. <laughs> They're like, oh, you lost 40 pounds in three months. Oh, your skin is not yellow. Oh, you're, you're like, they didn't, they didn't recognize me. And what I've seen happen with other people, and I think what happened with me too, is it, it wasn't just the physical that was changing. I was changing in every way from a, to a different mm -hmm. person. Um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, one of the things that I am now, I am a counselor trainee. So I'm trained to be a counselor. And one way, one thing that I'm seeing with people, and I think what happened with me too, is when you start to get healthy on the, on the outside, then you also start to get healthy on the inside. So I think I was, you know, talking a little different, carrying myself a little different. And I see that with people to this day, you know, you'll, it's not only physical changes that they made, but they'll, you know, they talk like a different person. They hold themselves like a different person. Your, their energy feels different when they walk into a room, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I'd like to think that's what was happening with me why my doctors would treat me like a brand new person, even though I had met with them already four times. You know? <laughs> and then they would look at my chart and like, Oh, we have met before, you know, cause I would walk in there like, Hey doctors, you know, and they're like, um, okay. So I'm seeing here and I'm thinking to myself, this is very impersonal. Like he, he don't even remember me. And then it would start hitting him like, Oh, wow. I didn't recognize you. Okay. You, you're, you know, making changes. Yeah. So were, were they very commendable on um, the changes you made from one visit to the next? Yeah, they were. They were. Once they figured out who you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. A lot of times they were shocked because um, unfortunately, you know, when, when people, because the thing is all, all illnesses are different and, you know, I, I'm sure other doctors have the same thing too, but, you get, I think they get kind of cynical, like they're used to working with people and they give them this outline and then the person comes back and they didn't really make any of the changes that the doctor said, or, you know, they didn't really listen, you know, listen to what the doctors were suggesting, suggesting. Mm -hmm. So when they saw me and they saw that, I, you know, they're not really used to seeing people who actually stuck to the plan and committed. And my right. thing was, I feel like the doctors, when, when we go to doctors, whether it's for myself or just people in this country in general, they're real good at, at getting you from like, okay, you're not going to die, but right. they're not good at, at getting you healthy. You have to take your, take that into your own hands. They're, they're going to give you medicine that's going to keep you alive. They're going to give you mm -hmm. medicine that may give you a little relief from your symptoms. But you got you to gotta take your, your health into your own hands. And that's what I did. 
And I don't think maybe they were used to seeing a lot of people doing that. So when they saw that they were, they were really surprised. I remember my 18 month um, checkup and the doctor said, I, I've never seen this before. I've never seen, um, because cirrhosis is, is supposed to be non-reversible. You know, the liver is scarred and those scars don't go away, but you can basically work on your symptoms and work on getting your liver to kind of get back to normal um, capacity. And when they did my blood work and everything, he said, I've honestly never seen, seen this in 18 months before. Um, and that's sometimes I feel like to myself, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really do anything that I thought was too super special. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do, honestly. Um, and that's why I, I try to help people every day realize that it, it just takes a little hard work, uh, uh, but it's not impossible because it wasn't easy for me to make those changes, whether it comes to um, my mental attitude, my physical health, sobriety. It wasn't easy, but it, but it wasn't super, super hard either. You know, it wasn't like, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not some kind of superhero or super special person or anything like that. Like, like right. you can do it. You can do it. Well, I think it was that you didn't realize just how unique you were or that you are. Um, there are a lot of people that go to the doctor, true enough, and you get your diagnosis, but it takes you and the doctors and whomever else is involved for the whole treatment. And you're right. Um, there is a diagnosis out there that is non-compliant, which simply means they've seen it so much that it's now a diagnosis. People don't um, take part in, excuse me, getting healthy. So kudos to you for that. And, and yes, you didn't realize that it was a superpower. It, it obviously is because everyone doesn't do it. No matter how serious the situation is, some people still don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I see that. And, and I wish people knew that, like, you could. You could. It just takes, like, you, the, you can't just depend on your doctors, first of all. Like, they, they, they got to worry about you, but they also have to worry about however many, 60 other patients, 40 other patients. Mm -hmm. um, right. Take their advice, take their whatever, but then put some effort for yourself because this is, this is your life, you know, this is your life. And, and I think exactly. the human body and the uh, food that, that is on this planet, that's the natural food. It's, it's, it's there for us and but you have to put a little effort because of the the time and place that we are it's not always that easy you know it's way easier to to just keep doing the same things we were we were raised to do and i don't really know oh, yeah. yeah yeah and i i don't really know what what clicked with me other than the fact that at that time, my sons were, I think they were 10 and 11 because they're 15 and 16 right now. Okay. And I was like, man, I, I can't, I, I can't leave them. I can't, um, you know, not see them grow up because it will sound like, oh, someone's a 
uh, alcoholic, drinking themselves to death. They're not a good dad. But man, I, I, I love and I loved even at that time my kids so much, you know. And I was like, how could I say that I love them that much and then I'm going to prioritize alcohol over over them and say, you know, so I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really, that was really it. I, I don't feel like it was no superpower or anything like, like you say, but it, but um, it's just. And I, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it, it's just, it's just commitment and learning how to be disciplined. And you have, obviously I was a very, very undisciplined person. And so you have to learn how to say no to everything that, you know, just because something feels good or tastes good, it it, it ain't good for you. You got to learn how to say no to some stuff. And I understand that. And I wouldn't say that you were a bad father because I'm. I can hear by the way you talk when you talked about it before, and just then you absolutely love your boys, but maybe you weren't loving yourself. Yeah, that was the thing. That was I. I would. I definitely. I definitely was the type of person who who uh thought very low of myself and you know way way better i was way nicer and better to other people than i was to myself um you know i i it's hard to explain but but working with with uh people with substance use disorder you see it's very common where you have this mix of this very egotistic personality mixed with low self-esteem and that's like the most confusing worst mix but it's like it's like you feel like you feel like ah you know what i want to drink so i'm going to drink no one's going to stop me but at the same time you're like oh yeah i'm just a, a crappy person i'm just a piece of you know somebody please stop yeah, me. yeah yeah you feel like it's a very very <laughs> you know uh, uh like a weird a weird position but a lot of a lot of us who struggle with addiction are in that situation where like on one hand you're very narcissistic and on the other hand your your self-esteem is rock bottom so it's weird it's hard to wrap your brain around like man how could this person be so selfish but at the same time like i didn't even want to look at myself in the mirror I, i hated myself so much like literally not in a figurative sense. I would not look at myself in the mirror. I remember I went to work one day and and uh, this guy was like, what's on your shirt? And I was like, what? And I looked at my shirt. I had toothpaste all over it. <laughs> and he was like, you didn't look in the mirror this morning? And he was saying it in a joking way. But in my mind, I was like, no, I don't, I don't look in the mirror. I didn't I didn't like mm-hmm. to, to see what I was becoming, you know? And so... So you kind of felt that way. Was there any part of you that was hoping for some type of intervention to get to that point or yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you kind of willfully brought it? I wouldn't say willfully brought it on. Uh, that's probably the wrong phrase. But you know what I mean? Like deep down inside, you really knew maybe you were doing too much and you wanted help but didn't know which direction to go or what to do. So for sure. Got a little gentle guy. Something had to give. And, and I am... 100% grateful that I got that sick 
because if it wasn't that, then what would it have been? I had never been to jail. I had never got in a bad accident where I, you know, messed up someone else's car or, 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 mm-hmm you know, even worse, you know, hurt someone else or killed someone else. I had never got like abusive with my wife or anything like, like that. So something would have had to happen because there wasn't no chance that I was going to wake up one morning and just say, Oh, let's get my stuff together. You know, Um, maybe I would have one day said, Hey, you know what? I need to stop drinking or I need to lose some weight. But the way that everything came together, where it was, like I said, a spiritual awakening, I think I had to get like smacked upside the head and like, nah, you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. You're going to die. That's your choices. I think that was the only way it was going to happen. So. And again, I commend you because there are a lot of people that get that same instruction, same information and don't make the change. And, um, you know, I really couldn't say what I would do in that situation. I guess you really don't know until you're there. You don't know what strength you have until it's tested. And that's definitely a strength. Um, I hope that you, I really hope you realize that. Yeah, I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I've seen, I've seen others too, who, you know, have been through tough situations and that's the thing. So some, some people can do it and some people, some people. I, well, let me say this. I think almost everyone can do it. Some people mm-hmm. just something tragic happens before they, before they get the, get the chance to, to do it, you know? Um, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, you know, like, like if, if I would have in my mind said, said, you know what? The doctors told me this, say I'll die in six months. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go hard for three more months. And then, get, and then, and then you know, who knows what would have, I would have probably died if those so um it could have went down like that but but um I'm grateful 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 that it didn't and now I feel like uh once I started getting healthy that's when it started clicking like I need to share share my experience because with what I was going through and at my age I didn't really have anyone that I felt like I I had older people who I knew, you know, who were 20 years older than me, 30 years older than me, who, Mm -hmm. you know, would say, oh, I used to, you know, drink like you do back when I was your age. And and now I don't. But I didn't have anybody who was my age who had got sober, who had been sick from drinking. And so I said, I'm going to share my story because just maybe, maybe one or two of my friends, because of course, everybody I hung out with, you know, most of them were doing the same things. Um, I was like, maybe one or two of them will, will uh, reach out one day. And that's how I started sharing my story because it, it, it ain't easy, you know, especially uh, I think about my wife sometimes, you know, like, like I'm being very, very open about, things that are that are going on in our house and about uh drinking and causing family problems and very open about my health issues and things like that but I felt I felt like I have to this is my only small way to give back and mm-hmm. way of gratitude and then that that just led one thing led to a to another 
and that's how I got into counseling. And uh, I just felt like, like this, I was given a second chance. Now, what am I going to do with it? You know, before I worked in uh, doing auto loans, was there, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I was like, I can just go back to doing auto loans. Uh, it was better money than anything I'm doing right now. <laughs> but I was like, I, I'm, I didn't get spared just to go back to doing what I was doing before. So let's, let's help people. And, and that really helps keep me, keep me grounded too, keep me sober, keep me healthy. I'll be like, you know, mm-hmm. there ain't a lot of people watching, but there's some people watching. Absolutely. There's always somebody watching, someone you would not even think is paying attention, is absolutely paying attention. So let's talk a little bit more about um, your future purpose. You said you wanted to continue to do counseling. So um, how are you going to do that? Are you going to um, offer it pro bono? Will you charge? Um, will you be speaking at you know, any conventions? I know you said you did a short story or was it a survey, an essay? Yeah, sorry, so so essay? for all of that, um, I, I'm going to do all of that. I'm, I'm going to do uh, free counseling. Right. I'm going to get, but you know, I, I, I'm going to uh, to school for it, getting my degree because I've been, you know, for the last four years, um, just you know, helping people who reach out to me, whether it's a friend, whether it's a stranger, whether it's someone who found me or I found them. Or, but I did think, you know, in order for me to be able to go all in on this and be able to provide for my family, I got to also be able to, um, you know, uh, do it for a living also. So. Uh, right now, I uh, have finished the school portion to get my licensed kind of chemical dependency counseling certification. Uh, next week mm-hmm. is finals week, so I'll have my um, associates in substance abuse counseling. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, but because of COVID, I- I'm supposed to be actually in... <laughs> rehab centers right now working uh under a counselor supervisor getting my hours kind of like doctors or nurses have to get out training internship uh, Mm -hmm. in live person the same thing with counselors we have to get in office but uh, i know everybody has their own you know level of risk they're willing to take whether they're my in-laws who are in their 80s and are not in great health they live in our house so i i can't at the level that, you know, this, this virus is going around right now, I don't want to go into a crowded counseling facility. So that's kind of on pause, Mm -hmm. me getting my hours, all the schooling is done, I got to get the hours. And then I can do that. But in the mean, in the meantime, I'm still helping everybody I can. I'm kind of got, you know, a lot of my hands in a lot of different pots, because I'm and a uh, Native American, I'm uh, Lakota. And so part of my vision, I want to help people all over, but a big part of my vision is to help Native Americans. And um, recently I wrote an essay. I actually wrote the essay a little over a year ago. And the name of it is An Alcoholic, a Grandmother and Prioritized. 
And oh, wow. so what happened was I shared my story like I do on Instagram. I shared it on in a Facebook group. And a lady reached out to me and she said, hey, I, I read your story in the in the group. And then I've looked at your page and your Instagram page. I want you to, to write an essay for this book I'm putting together. And I said, well, thank you, you know, for, for asking me, but I'm not a writer, you know? And she's like, I'm reading your stuff. You're, you're a writer. And I was like, no, I just make long posts. You know, on, like, probably, you know, <laughs> people say too long didn't read. Probably, you know, too long for most people to read these posts on, on social media. She was like, that's writing. That that she said, you know, just I I want you to consider writing an essay for this book. And so I thought about it. We went back and forth a little bit, and so I did it, and I wrote it. And basically, what what the story is is my story about sobriety, but also with the relationship with my grandma, who about two months after I was diagnosed with cirrhosis, she was diagnosed with lung cancer. And so mm-hmm. since I wasn't working because I was sick, I was the one who I started taking her to her appointments. And then I started take, taking her to mm-hmm. chemotherapy. And now this is my grandma. Obviously I've known her my whole life, We've been close. She used to live in the house across the street from us when, uh, for a lot of years when I grew up. Um, Mm-hmm. But my other grandma who passed away about 10 years ago was actually the grandma who I was more close to. Not that I wasn't close to my to, to my uh, grandma, Eleanor, who, who's living today, but we, we didn't have a super strong bond. She was closer to some of my other cousins. Mm-hmm. But when we both got sick and we started taking her to appointments, we really, really bonded. And she's she's from the Rosebud Reservation in South Dakota. We used to go there every summer when when uh, I was a kid. So I'm, you know, really close to that side of my family too, my my uh, Lakota family. But when I was drinking, I wouldn't want to go up there because when we'd go up there, we'd go up there for ceremonies. And I was like, I, I can't be spiritual and be drunk all the time. Um, <laughs> and so me and her started bonding and the story is about our relationship and about us going back together. We drove, you know, me and her and my, and my son, who was, I think 14 at the time, drove 18 hours to South Dakota to visit family and go to a, a big ceremony up there. And that's basically what the story is about in the book and the name of the book is power of the storm. And it's by mm-hmm. the, the whole book is by a lady, Mary Jo Moore. And I'm just one author. You know, she, she got a, a lot of different authors. There's poems in there. There's uh, songs, there's photographs, paintings. It's a, it's a very cool book. And I just got to share my, my uh, little story in there. And so she's always so with that. Neat. That sounds very. Her neat. name what is Mary Jo Moore. 
and the book is Power of the Storm. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't get any money off, off the book, but I would encourage anybody who's hearing this to purchase it. it it's, it's very cool. It's written by all um, indigenous people. And the thing is, a lot of people look at us as like, oh, Native Americans are something of the past. But no, we're still here today. We're driving. We're, <laughs> we're in your communities. We're, you know, not just on reservations. You know, I'm in Dallas, Texas. And the book is really cool because it's not a history book. It's very contemporary. It's talking about, you know, all the issues. Um, it, I think most of the people, uh, we had to make our submissions by January of last year. So even though it came out in 2020, it feels old <laughs> because so much happened in 2020 and none of you that is, is in there. But, but in general, oh, it's a wow. very contemporary book written. It's not a, written about historical events or anything. Um, and yeah, and Mary Jo's always messaging me to write more like, Hey, send me a poem, uh, write, write, uh, uh, article on this, write a, so she's like my mentor and, with me doing school and having my sons and uh, you know, just all the busyness right now, I haven't been able to write as much as I want, but the good thing is my semester is over in a week. And so I'm trying to commit to, for the next month or two to really, really write some more. So hopefully I'll have some more poems, essays, things like that coming out and uh nice. yeah i'm just uh what i would i would like to be doing one day is going to different uh reservations different you know neighborhoods where there's not where there's not easy access to uh, substance abuse counseling and you know share my story mm-hmm. offer some some counseling uh do you know do what whatever i need to do but um you're just ready, ready to get, to get moving, moving. yeah I'm, 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 or keep going you've already yep, started yep. and I, i'm working on getting my uh my next move as far as schooling goes is to get a to get my bachelor's and then maybe master's in uh, social work and you know i tell my wife like i, I i'm doing all of this because i want to be trained in i'm already trained as in far as far as like my life has trained trained you enough but quite a bit i feel like to be able to reach as many people as possible to get to where i'm trying to go you got to have both you got to have the the book education Mm -hmm. and the you know because some people are going to check you on certain credentials licenses things like that when there's other people the people who I really really care about are going to check you on your experience your lived credentials you know but I want to be able to say I have both like yeah I I sat in this class I learned this I've read the books I've listened to the lectures but also I've been there on the porch drinking till four in the morning with my with my music loud waking (laughs) up in the morning you know like man yeah, me when I remember me and my brother-in-law used to drink drink on the on the porch, and my brother who doesn't drink was living with us at the time, and he woke up one morning on a Saturday morning. He had to go to work. He said, "Man, I got to work, and why are these 
old chairs in the back of my truck. He's like, I was driving and they're just flop, flopping around. Me and my brother-in-law had got some chairs that a neighbor was throwing out and tied them in the back of my brother's truck as a prank. I didn't even remember doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> remember doing it. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So like, I'm like, I, I've got, I, I've got those kind of stories for days, but I also have, I also <laughs> have the the training. So hopefully, I'll be able to reach out to to a wide variety of people and say, you know, I, I've, I've lived it, I've learned it. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to change the world, but I want to change some lives. I want to, I want to help people. You know, my main message is that if, if, if I could do it, you can do it. And so I might've just taken the last question from you. I wanted to ask you, and all good things, all absolutely good things. Um, super proud to know you. Definitely want to get the book. Definitely want to continue to read the stories on uh, social media. Um, for those of you who, or for those who want to find you, where can they find you to read your story, to reach so out the, to the you? the easiest like place is on Instagram. And it's Stephen with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Mm -hmm. Stays clean. Steven stays clean on Instagram is really the, the place to go. And, um, or, you know, you can find me on, on Facebook, Steven Silva, S E P H E N S I L V A. And yeah. And, and whatever, you know, I, I always, always, sometimes I can't do it right away, but if someone sends me a message, Hey, I, I'm struggling with, with whatever, you know, I, I've got liver disease. My mom got liver disease. I'm struggling with drinking. My brother's struggling with drinking. I'm trying to lose weight. My cousin's trying to lose weight, whatever. Um, I, I'll respond if, you know, if anybody else has a podcast they want me to come on, has a, uh, a event they're looking for speakers, I'm, I'm down for it all. I, I want it all. Okay. You, all right. That's what I like to hear. So wisdom to the listeners. One last um, statement, whatever you would like to tell the listeners. I've been asking people to maybe tell um, them what you would have told the younger Steven? I would have told myself and what I would tell people is that you don't realize what making a, a, just a couple of changes in your life can do it doesn't always have to be like oh let's I, I'm gonna go all in I'm gonna go all in I'm gonna lose 50 pounds this month or I'm gonna you know go and get my degree in one year and go, no, no, just take a class, take a walk around the block, start, you know, eat, eat uh, have one meal a week where you don't eat any meat or, you know, three days a week where you don't drink soda, whatever your goal is, just take a few small steps and maybe a few big steps and go from there. Because once you start seeing those positive changes, once you start seeing 
think then it'll just naturally lead to the next step and the next step and the next step. And next thing you know, you could be looking back and going, whoa, look, look at where I am now compared to where I was. Mm-hmm. So that that's really it. You don't you don't have to. Uh, a lot of times I think we try to go. All in and then we end up giving up because like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I tried to go vegan and only did it for two weeks and I couldn't do it. It was too hard just make a few small steps or, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, sometimes like I think with drinking sometimes, I, I think if you're an alcoholic, <laughs> you, you, you gotta go all in, but on a, a, on a lot of other things, you know, like, Oh, I wanted to start working out. Um, I'm going to go to the gym five days this week. No, no, no. How, how about you just go a couple days, start slow. Um, and that, that would be my sick. advice because I think, when I when I tried to make changes back then, I always wanted to see results now, and then I wouldn't see them in a week mm-hmm. or two, and then I would just give up. Right. I understand that. Well, I think everything you've said has been absolutely awesome. I am blessed that I came across you on Instagram. Again, I'll continue to follow. Um, this won't be our last conversation on the porch. And again, I appreciate you, and I thank you very much. No, for your no, time. I look Anything forward to, to, to talking to you to you again too, because I feel like we we're only surface. And uh, yeah, because I because uh, I, I know some of the other stuff you had mentioned to me that you're planning on uh, uh, later on. The father series, the father yeah, series, I, yes, I purposely try to not get mm-hmm. too much into that this time because I, I hope to. Uh, Talk to you next time and and work on that. Oh, you were saving it so you could give me all the yeah, business. yeah. I, I, I kept that in my mind. Like, let me let me uh, <laughs> not talk too much about uh, fathering and my wife and and my kids on this one because I got to give her some good stuff for next time. <laughs> oh, I like the way you think. Well, thank your family for loaning you to me for this brief time, and I will talk to you next all right, time. All right, thank you on the porch. Just as I told you guys, what a inspirational individual to listen to. Um, So transparent and so honest about what he was feeling and what he went through. And I think that that is awesome. Not only is he going through it and giving credit to his beautiful wife um, and family for helping him through, um, but he's keeping a higher power, God, along with him. Um, to help him along the way. And he's willing to share that with others. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, Want to meet more people like that. And I know there's plenty of us all over the world. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning in. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, I appreciate you. Steven stays clean for coming and visiting us on the porch. And I will catch you guys next time.